Joining us for the first time, actually, on Stumps, we've got Susie Bates. She's the captain of the WBBL Adelaide Strikers. And Susie, thanks for joining us. All right, thanks for having me. Now, at the moment, you guys sit second on the WBBL ladder. You're two points shy of the Sydney Sixers, and uh, it was an absolute dream run to start off with, but unfortunately those pesky Sixers managed to throw a bit of a spanner in the works. Yeah, it was um, nice to get two wins in the first weekend um, out at Glenelg, and then we went one from two against the Renegades, to, so to go into the Christmas break three from four, we were pretty happy, but it's that type of competition where you can't... Um, you know, get too comfortable and there's a lot more cricket to be played. Susie, we want to talk to you more about the competition itself, but when you mention competition, what comes to mind is you play in three different 2020 uh, competitions, the WBBL, the Super League uh, in the UK and also the the um, New Zealand State League. What's your preference? Um, I have to admit that I love coming and playing over here. Um, the last three years, I think it's the most exciting cricket to be a part of at the moment and just the way Cricket Australia uh, run the Big Bash and the, the players that they get to play in the competition just make it probably one of the most exciting um, competitions going around. And the weather over here helps in just the time of year where cricket um, is in the forefront of everyone's mind. It's just really cool to be a part of. Looking at your stats for the WBBL 03, they're just absolutely phenomenal at the moment. 220 runs, you've got a strike rate of 151.72 and an average of 55. Uh, you had a top score of 102 against the Hobart Hurricanes in Game 2 for the Strikers. So to say that you, you like playing in the WBBL is a bit of an understatement. <laughs> I think I perhaps like playing out at Glenelg. Um, so we've had our first four games there and it was a really good batting wicket and a fast outfield. So um, I was happy to start the season there and get a few under the belt. But we're going to be playing on a few different wickets and on the Adelaide Oval in the next games, which I haven't had, had as much success in the past. But hopefully in blue and being at home, it'll um, bring out the best in me. But yeah, like as captain, I said from the start that I just wanted to come into this group and lead by example, and it was nice to be able to do that with the bat. The locals saying there's much difference in the pitch at Glenelg and the way it plays to the Adelaide Oval, Susie, because you've got a double header there against the Brisbane Heat coming up. Yeah, I hadn't played at Glenelg um, until this season, and look, the first day I batted on it was one of the best wickets I've played on all season, so it's nice to start the season like that, but I think um, the Adelaide wicket can be a bit too paced sometimes and um, the outfield tends to be a bit slower than out at Glenelg so it's going to be a slightly different challenge and we've scored um, over 140 each game but I think if we can score 140 at Adelaide over we'd beat most teams um, but we were able to get up to the 160s 180s at um, Glenelg. Being an, an Ashes year, um, with the women's Ashes a little bit earlier, um, we've had a lot of uh, coverage and um, press about uh, the women's cricket game. Have you have you been surprised at just how much the Aussie crowd seemed to get behind it? Yeah, it's kind of um, happened really quickly. I think the first year that the, the Big Bash, the women's Big Bash, um, came on, we didn't really know how it was going to go and it's just taken off from that first year and the Ashes as well and after the World Cup which was held in England and the way um, the ECB and, and the ICC got behind that, um, it's just kind of flowed on from that with the Ashes and now the Big Bash so 
what's really exciting is that people are able to watch the game more and more and it it seems to me that if it's on TV, people are wanting to watch. So I think other countries, and I know in New Zealand, um, they're trying to get more televised games because there's that, that real hunger for it now that people have seen um, the Aussies and the English team play and how competitive it is and now watching their players in the Big Bash as well. You're second on the women's BBL ladder, Susie. Um, you know, you would expect to play finals from there. Is Do you feel the pressure starts to build as the competition goes on? The expectations become higher of your group? Yeah, I think so. Uh, when I came to this group this season, I had in my mind that this team um, could and should make semi-finals. But in saying that, uh, any team in the competition has that potential, and I'm sure that's everyone's goal. And Look, we've started well, and I think um, we've still got room for improvement. And, you know, with the likes of Sophie Devine and our team, I think we can um, get any team on any day, and, and she's one of those match winners. And then we've got a pretty solid bowling lineup. But I know once you, you drop a couple of games, uh, the pressure does go on. And from past experience, the, the last sort of four to six games are, are usually the crucial games. And when you see some upsets and when you see teams sort of I guess, fall off um, fall off the ladder and, and not make the semis when they were in a good position. Nice to have someone around who you know so well in, Sophie. Yeah, it is nice. I think when I've only played with her at New Zealand level, it's nice to come over here in a new environment and um, bat with her. And also just she knew the girls from playing over here previously, so she's really helped me with that coming into the new group and uh, just what they're all about. And um, also I prefer not bowling at her or captain when she's in the other team. <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's an interesting point you bring up because uh, someone who you know quite well, uh, one of your other New Zealand teammates, Amy Saddlewhite, um, she's captain of the Melbourne Renegades at the moment and I can probably guess a couple of games ago you were hoping that she was wearing blue rather than red. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is, it is nice to see the Kiwis um, doing well in the competition. I'm always following and making sure they're doing well, except when they play against us. I'd prefer to see the back of them pretty quickly, but really happy for Amy. She, it's the first time she's captained, and um, they've got a couple of wins under their belts, and she's been performing with the bat too. So it is nice to see, just as long as it's uh, not, against, um, <laughs> not against the strikers. It's been extraordinary growth in, in women's cricket worldwide in the last seven or eight years. Susie, talk us through your story, where, where you started playing cricket, where your love came from, and, and also the impact it's had now that basically you travel the world playing in cricket competitions. Yeah, it's, um, I guess it's quite nice to look back because I just started because I had two older brothers and they played in the backyard and I wanted to join in and then they played club cricket on a Saturday and instead of watching, I wanted to play too. So I joined a team from there probably when I was about six or seven and I played in boys' teams uh, right until I got to high school. And in those teams, there were a handful of other girls that we had two or three of us um, playing alongside the boys and then got to a Tiger High Tiger Girls High School and one of my friend's dads decided to coach the team. So we were probably one of the only schools that really ran a girls' cricket program, so kept playing from there and um, made my debut for New Zealand when I was 18, and back then it was uh, very amateur, and I think you got $30 a day while you are away to help pay for reimbursement or rent, and most of the other girls had taken 
time off work we had our teachers, policewomen, um, university students and we just got together on tour and had the time of our life really and then went back to our, our normal jobs or study. So um, compared to then, um, I couldn't have imagined to have been playing um, as a full-time cricketer in the last two years. I've travelled pretty much 10 months of the year playing cricket, so nice to still be around while it is professional. I could imagine too and uh, maybe a lot of our listeners here on Stumps don't know but you're actually quite a talented basketballer as well too and we've uh, we've seen before that uh, with Australia's very own Elise Perry and even your good friend uh, Sophie Devine used to play hockey if I recall too so it's amazing just how many dual talented sportsmen and of course I'm sitting opposite a very talented footballer and uh, cricket player as well too but did, would it, did, was it hard choosing cricket over uh, basketball? Yeah, I think it, it did. That shows I think it would be more difficult um, for the girls to now do it. But back when Sophie, Elise and I, neither games were fully professional, so you could almost do one sport in the summer and one in the winter, and it, it worked well. But, um, but when it came to making a decision, it was more around, I just didn't feel like I was doing either as well as I could, and I sort of got to... I think 24, 25, and I was also offered um, the opportunity to captain the White Ferns, and I felt if I said yes to that, I was going to have to put cricket first. So slowly the, the basketball um, came second, and it was hard to carry on knowing that I wasn't putting everything into it, but it was sort of the decision was almost made for myself and I haven't really looked back. Jill of all trades, master of none, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what it felt like a little bit, I my coach at the time was sort of challenging me to be one of the best all-rounders in the world and I wasn't being consistent enough and he supported my basketball career but I think he was also uh, putting a bit of a carrot out there to, to make me get my head down and just pick one and do it as well as I could. Well, you're doing absolutely tremendously at the moment in cricket. But uh, before we let you go, Susie, um, we want to uh, quickly ask you, um, January 5th is the first game that you guys have outside of Adelaide. Uh, it's it's interesting that the Strikers have played so many games in South Australia, either Glenelg or coming up to the Adelaide Oval. Is it a bit daunting that you'll be having to travel to Melbourne to take on the Stars, or is it, is it does it matter where you actually have the ground? It could be in Timbuktu if if it need be, as long as there was a pitch and some boundaries. That's all you need. Well, I guess for me, every game sort of an away game, so it um, doesn't matter too much. But I did just sort of get my diary out then because we've been really lucky um, to have the first six games at home and you sort of get set up you have a really good routine training facilities are, are very accessible and you're around all your support so um, I think come the fifth we, we want to be in a really good position with a few more wins before that and then it's going to be tough the back end we are on the road and, and against some very good sides but I'm sure as well with the strikers they are a very young group so I'm sure they um, enjoy touring and, and getting on tour and um, having that time together as a team. Well, we wish you all the best. And uh, f- before I do let you go, just to just so we can really stamp it home, um, playing for the Adelaide Strikers is a lot much better than playing for the Perth Scorchers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, look, I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Perth. They look after me pretty well, but I've made the move now and I am really enjoying my time here and I have always liked Adelaide the city and um, I enjoyed Perth but it's nice to have a new challenge and um, new faces around but I can't really say too much because um, 
you know, Perth were pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been pretty good so to I us. I haven't answered the question at all. <laughs> no, you've given us nothing, actually, Susie, nothing. Yeah. But we'll still wish you a very Merry Christmas. You too. Thanks, guys. <laughs> good on you. That was Susie Bates. She's the captain of the Adelaide Strikers. And you can still